Brother Nelson, I want you to come. We are uh, still trying to recuperate from this trip, and my body is telling me right now. Let's see, Africa time, uh, it'd be about four in the morning, and that's the way I'm feeling right now. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get on top of it. Give me a few more days. I'll, Lord willing, I'll be back fully in the saddle come Sunday morning. But but I just got to get I just got to get adjusted here somehow, and it just takes a little time to do that. And I appreciate your patience. But I love Brother Nelson very much. And uh, one thing that I've noted in him, and I've said it many times, but that's his love for those who don't know the Lord. He has a real passion for people. He really does, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think that's the way we ought to all be. Uh, when we use the term Christian, that means Christ-like. The Bible says he came to seek and to save that which was lost. That ought to be the focus of our lives. And I believe it is the focus of this man's life. We appreciate Brother and Sister Nelson very much and all that they do for the Truth Church. I want him to come tonight. I want him to take his liberty. Preach to me, brother. God bless you. We love you. Praise the Lord, church. You can be seated. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> it's good to see each and every one of you here tonight. It's good to have our guests with us here this evening. And uh, Miss Graham, is that your name? Graham, <clears throat> don't judge tonight come back and hear Bishop preach. <laughs> Tonight's bologna sandwich. You need to come back when steak's being served, okay? So, so I'm just telling you, come on back. Phenomenal teaching and preaching. Any one of these men, Sunday morning and Sunday night, my word. What am I doing up here? Come on now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Reason for a miracle. It's awesome, brother. And just keep going, Brother Seely. Just keep going. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, thank you, Bishop, for the opportunity to be able to uh, stand behind this pulpit again. And uh, I was thinking, man, it was just Thursday and y'all had to put up with me. And here it is Tuesday. It hadn't even been a week. Y'all bunch of gluttons for punishment. Hallelujah. But I do appreciate him having the confidence in me to stand behind this pulpit here tonight and to uh, to convey what I believe the Lord wants to talk to us about tonight. And uh, if you'll stand with me tonight, I want to start reading in Matthew chapter 8. Begin at verse 23 down to verse 27. <clears throat> Chapter 8, verse 23, it says, And when he 
was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And I just want to speak to you tonight about the thought of when it's your storm. When it's your storm. If you put your Bibles down, let's talk to God and ask him to have his way in this service tonight. I need, I need your prayers, church. God, we're asking you, Lord, that you lead us in this house of tonight. God, that your will, God, that your anointing fill this place tonight, God. You bind us together, Lord, that your will be done in this service, God. Build faith in this place, God. We need you tonight, Lord. We need your presence in this place, God. Oh, Jesus, that your will be done in this place, God. Bind us together, Lord, I pray, God. Build our faith, Lord. God, that we would mix your word with the faith, God, that it would be profitable unto us, God, I pray. We give you the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Passage I read to you is a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Been, I know, preached on countless times. But I kind of, I myself got a little bit different, a little twist on it. Um, and I just hopefully I can convey that to you folks here this evening. But. In order for us to really understand where I'm going, we're going to need to back up a little bit. We're going to have to, to get the context, go back to Matthew chapter 8, beginning at verse 1, and let's read what had happened up to this point to where they were in this boat. And it says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me, make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way. As thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid sick of fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. And when 
The even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. Hallelujah. You see, his disciples up to that point had seen all of this transpire. He had seen that the lepers were cleansed. He had seen that the centurion's servant had been healed. Saw Peter's mother, who had a fever, be healed. Even saw those possessed with devils delivered. And he saw those that were sick healed. But now here they are, they're in a boat. And they're in this boat because he commanded them to get in it. Let's go, boys. It's time to go. You see, each one of those that he healed, each one of those that he touched, each one of those he delivered, those individuals had their own personal storm they were going through. But it came time for the disciples to be put into their storm. Their storm. You see... It's easier to tell a brother or sister, believe God. He can take care of that situation. But friend, when the winds and the rain blow upon us personally, we wonder if God even knows or hears our prayers sometimes. Hallelujah. I'm talking about your storm tonight. Hallelujah. And like I said, I'd always viewed this story thinking that Jesus said, Why are you fearful, O ye little of faith? as being kind of a subtle rebuke for not having the faith to stop the storm. It's kind of like I just thought to myself, well, maybe those boys should have just got to the bow of the boat and spoke to the storm themselves. That's kind of where my mind was going, had always gone with that. But as I was studying this scripture, I believe I got a little different insight into this. And I view it a bit differently after looking at what the disciples said. When, the, when they said to him, Lord, save us, we perish. Lord, save us, we perish. Hallelujah. I believe what the Lord was saying to his disciples wasn't, boys, why didn't you take care of it? I think he was saying, did you think I would let you perish? Did you think I would leave you? I'm here talking to somebody here tonight. Either in this house or online, I'm talking to somebody. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost have been dealing with me about this for quite some time. You see, it's always easier when your brother or sister has a need, like I said before. Hey, brother, praying for you. God will take care of it. Yep. Not a problem at all. God will do it. But let the dead... Let that come to your house. Let the storm come to your house. And all of a sudden you're wondering, God, do you even know where I am? Carest thou not that I perish? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, friends, what you need to understand is that storm, that storm, that storm that Jesus has allowed to come into your life is for a purpose. 
It isn't because you've done bad things or you haven't prayed enough or you haven't. I'm here to tell you it is God's purpose. And that purpose is he wants to show a different facet of his ability to you that you did not know before that storm came to your life. You see, the disciples, they had seen, they had seen him heal the leper. We done discussed it tonight. We've seen him, we've seen him be able to touch Peter's mother and heal her of the fever and those that were possessed by demons. And they were just like, man, yeah, do it, God. But now here's these boys. They were fishermen. They know what it's like to be in a boat. This is just this old hat for them. But here they are, and now, boys, I, I think the wind's starting to blow it, pick up a little bit. Uh, hope it don't get, and then it gets stronger and stronger, and pretty soon them boys are rowing for all they're worth, and they're just trying to keep that boat going, and then all of a sudden the waves are getting, getting bigger, and they're getting bigger, and all of a sudden it's crashing in, water coming into the boat. Friend, I'm telling you, you've been there. You know what it's like to be in your own storm, and you're wondering, am I ever going to make it to the other side? But friend, what he wanted me to tell you is, he's still very much aware of who you are, where you are, and what you're needed. I'm going to say it again. He wanted me to tell you. He wanted me to tell you. He's still very much aware of who you are, where you are, and what your need is. Friend, he didn't bring you this far to just say, hope you make it. Good luck, boys. Jesus was in the boat the whole time. Yeah, he was sleeping. But I'm here to tell you, as long as they stayed in that boat, that was the safest place those boys could be. Yeah, the storm was raging. Yeah, there was water coming in the boat. Yeah, there was situations. But I'm here to tell you, as long as Jesus was in the boat, things was going to be all right. Somehow, some way. And I'm here to tell you, child of God, stay in the boat. Keep your eyes upon him. Everything going to be okay. Yeah, I know there's water coming in. Yeah, I know the storm is raging. But just stay in the boat. You're going to make it to the other side. Oh, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Come here tonight to remind you what Hebrews 13 and 5 says. Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he saith, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. He'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. It could have been enough for him to just say, I'll never leave you. Could have just stopped right there. And we could have rejoiced over that. But he went a step further. He said, not only will I not leave you, I won't forsake you. What that tells me is he won't leave me in the times that I need him and he won't forsake me when the storms come and I need some help. It's that, I'm telling you, he's always there. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Hallelujah. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. 
Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Philippians 1 and 6 says, Being confident. There's a storm. I told you. It's coming. <laughs> Man, I couldn't have paid you to do that. Woo. Heck. Speak to it, brother. <laughs> oh, my word. Let me get back in this. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing. That which he hath begun a good that he which hath begun a good work in you will. Everybody say 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 will. You will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. You can mark it down, friend. You can mark it down. That that he has started in your life, he will see it to the end. He will see it to the end. Oh, give him another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You built your house on a rock just like you was told to. Got it all finished, furnished, etc. And here comes the storm. Why me? What gives? I did what he told me to do. I got in the boat. I built my house on the rock. And now here come the, the storms, man. Beating against the side of the house and the windows and the rain is just pummeling through my house. But friend, if you just look out your window at those that also built a house, but they built theirs on the sand. Therein lies the difference. You see, the Bible lets us to know that it rains on the just and the unjust. I said it again. It rains on the just and the unjust. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But you see, we have an advocate those of us that build our house on the rock, we've got an advocate we can rely on. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16 says, Seeing then we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For you have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Friend, I'm here to tell you, he's just right there. He's right close to you. All you got to do is just boldly go before the throne and tell him, God, I need you. I need you. And he's there going, tell me what you need. Talk to me. Tell me. I want to hear what you need so that I can perform that that you need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, it's not your job in the storm to figure it out. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 is, Trust, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he, he will direct thy paths. Hallelujah. You want to know how to get out of that storm? You want to know how to make it through? Stay in the boat. 
He'll direct it. He'll get it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One point I want to bring out here, bring up again, the reaction of the disciples when Jesus had calmed the storm in Matthew 8, 27, says the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this? Then even the winds and the sea obey him. I've read that scripture many times, and I thought to myself, them boys just saw all those other miracles. They just saw them heal the leper. That's big. And, 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 and delivered people from demons. He did all that. And then all of a sudden, now it's their storm. And Jesus steps to the bow of the boat and says, Peace be still. And it, calm, it becomes calm. And all of a sudden, they get a revelation. They, they, they get a revelation of who they are following. You see, it wasn't, it wasn't healing of the leper. It wasn't touching Peter's mother-in-law. It was their storm. Their storm. And friend, it's your storm. It's your storm that he is going to show himself. Sister Tori, it's your storm, sis, that he's going to show himself mighty. He's going to reveal a facet of himself, sis, that you have yet to see in your life. Oh, God, you know the situations, Lord. Let's lift our hands right here. The Holy Ghost is wanting to minister right here. God, you know, you know, God. Hey, Lord, we're depending on you. God, we're depending on you. God, show yourself mighty. Show yourself mighty in this place here tonight, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God. You're able, you're able to do it, God. You're able to do it. Oh, yes, you are, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read you Matthew, Matthew Henry's commentary of that Matthew 8, 27. He says this, he says, He, Jesus, chose to go by water. It had not been much about if he had gone by land, but he chose to cross the lake that he might have occasion to manifest himself, the God of the sea as well as of the dry land, and to show that all power is his, both in heaven and in earth. It, it is a comfort to those who go down to the sea in ships and are often in perils there to reflect that they have a Savior to trust in and pray to who knows what it is to be at sea and to be in storms there. You have a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of your infirmities. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How can we know that he's a healer unless we get sick? How can we know he's a provider unless we have a need? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, you know the story that I've told you many times, and I'm not going to go through it all, but you remember the story I told you about Elk Mountain Pass and how God held off the snow until we got to the other side of the pass. Friend, I'm telling you, that, that experience right there has kept me. In times and times, 
when the winds were blowing and the water, my boat was taking on water. I stopped long enough to tell God, God, I know that you stopped the snow and you can take care of this situation in and of itself as well. Friend, I'm telling you, your experiences you can draw upon in those times when you go through storms. Look back and say, you did it then, you'll do it now. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And friend, I'm here to tell you, he knows right where you're at. He knows what you're doing. He knows your need. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can come to the music. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 18 says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, to comprehend, to comprehend. That definition of comprehend is to lay hold of, to make one's own, to make it your own, to comprehend it for yourself, to comprehend it, not to go off what Brother, Brother Hilton has experienced, but what you have experienced, for you to comprehend, to hold on to it, grab a hold of it with all saints. What is the breadth? What is the length? and the depth, and the height, and to know, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge, that he might be filled with all fullness of God. Now unto him, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, Unto him, unto him, be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. World without end. Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. Oh, let's stand to our feet in this house here tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jude chapter 1, verse 24 and 25 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's, he's forgot about me. I see him doing stuff, right? Man, I'm not seeing it for me. He's forgotten about me. I close in scriptures for you. Isaiah 49, verses 13 through 16. says this, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. 
But Zion said, but Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me. And my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, yea, they, they may forget. Yet will I not forget thee. Behold, 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 I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. He knows where you are. Your storm, he's in your storm. Hallelujah. This altar's open tonight. If you, if I was talking to you, welcome you to come up here and talk to him I'm here to tell you child of God he has not he will not forget you he will not forsake you oh but brother Nelson you don't know it's been years been years. I'm here to tell you child of God hang on hang on stay in the boat he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take care of it I'm telling you Oh, he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to let you die. Hallelujah.